Hi, this is Bob Gruen, rock and roll photographer from New York, and you're listening to Pantheon Podcast. History in five songs. With host Martin Popoff. A production of Pantheon Podcasts. Let's rock out with Martin. Yes, indeed. Martin Popoff here back for another episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff brought to you by the good people at Pantheon Podcast. We are pleased, as always, to be part of this vast and always expanding Pantheon Podcast Network. We're available on Megaphone, Apple, Amazon, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcasts. All right. This is episode 189. I'm calling this History of Annoying Band Names. This is something I've always wanted to do. I I have these uh, these opinions about uh, the history of annoying band names and uh, and why they happen and basically the idea of um uh, we'll go through this, but the idea is that uh, throughout time there have been these uh, these various genres of rock music, and uh, rock music is a rebellious thing. It's the teenagers versus the squares, the teenagers versus the adults, the teenagers versus the parents, and um, there's this there's this tendency uh, to want to create your own language or at least say things that tick off um, the establishment sort of thing. And, uh, and I found it, I've always found it interesting that along the way, um, they find different ways to do this. And, you know, it's not even increasingly, um, this is the kind of the funny thing, it's not even increasingly annoying ways uh, to do this the way you know, heavy metal or whatever, or rap, um, you know, most genres get more extreme and more intense and more intense as time goes on. This doesn't really do that. I, I find this just finds different ways of doing this over time. Um, Got some help from Mick Phelan and Derek Tolmey, so thanks, guys. A uh, little bit of research on this. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to do this chronologically. Let's get the ball rolling with uh, the Rolling Stones. This is Grown Up Wrong. Okay, so Grown Up Wrong, this is from 12 times 5, uh, October 17th, 1964. So I wanted something early here. Man, they only wrote three songs on this album. What a bunch of idiots, eh? Um, but no, the idea here is, um, you know, uh, going back in history, so just like album covers, right? It, it's kind of the same thing. You start off really conservative. So going back in history, you basically get, um, you know, wh- what are the name of what are the name of the artists? It's it's the name of the guy, right? And maybe it's and his orchestra or whatever as time goes on. Rock and roll, not you know, the birth of rock and roll. Not a lot really happens in this respect. Uh, the names of the bands are not are not that extreme. Um, it's not that revolutionary. It's almost like it's almost like in original rock and roll, they they reserve the idea of ticking off parents. For, for kind of nonsensical and uh, sexual double entendre song titles more than anything, but not really in the names of bands. The Beatles are kind of one of the first ones. They're first with everything, aren't they? They're kind of one of the first ones that... Uh, so number one, it's a pun. 
uh, you know, with the beat generation. So you've got, uh, and you've also got a, a reference to a subversive thing or transgressive thing in the beat generation. But there's this subtle movement away from uh, having a name of a person and turning it into kind of like subtly the idea of a gang. Um, you know, I don't necessarily mean a criminal gang, but a, but a gang of young, you know, young rock and rollers or whatever. You know, we don't need our, our name in it anymore. Um, and, you know, that's why I wanted to play the Rolling Stones, because I actually find that to be a pretty subversive name. You got the you got the name Stone in there. Um, you know, it, it is a reference to the blues and all that stuff as well. But it's but it's kind of a crude, rough sounding name. Um, you know, and uh, just to just to throw off some names, um, you know, the Ravens, the Four Vagabonds, the Deep River Boys. This is going back to the 1940s. So Mick told me this stuff was pretty cool. The 1950s, the Drifters, the Coasters, the Penguins, the fireballs um as mick states it and this is the point that i wanted to make anyways with this prior to the 40s it was some dude and his orchestra accompanied at times by a fine gal by the 40s we see the roots of youth culture and that rebellious attitude we are the youth we are boys we are a little bit edgy too in the 50s we sounded like gangs so there he goes he's thinking the same thing although it sounds comical now following the penguins and these vocal harmony groups okay but as we move on you know, some examples I wanted to point out. The Kinks, that's pretty subversive. Uh, the Monks, the Sonics, you know. So so they're so they're getting kind of more rough and tumble as, as time goes on. And the funny thing about the Beatles, you know, you've got the Beatles, and it's also somewhat a um, inspired by the Crickets, Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Uh, but it's funny that, you know, you think of uh, the Scorpions, right? Um, you know, we think of them as an 80s heavy metal band or whatever, 70s. But the fact of the matter is these guys started way back in 1965. And even that name, the Scorpions, is, is a tribute to the Beatles. And then Alice Cooper's early band in Phoenix there. The spiders. That's that's a that's a um, you know a, a tribute as well. Um, you know, you've got Herman's hermits. Um, you've got uh, who else do we got here? Um, you know the likes of uh, the vagrants, the shadows of night, the seeds. Right. That's pretty subversive. The remains, the magicians, the castaways, the turtles. So you know it's you you get the birth of the idea of. Um, Having kind of a nasty, non-rock and roll, weird, slimy, unseemy, what's under this rock uh, sort of name. And again, it's it's the idea of the, um, you know, it, it's the idea of uh, of this uh, kind of bedheaded Dennis the Menace gang of, uh, you know, surly rock and rollers, you know. And that's, that's why I like the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones is a, I've, I've always thought it was a pretty, pretty, uh, you know, um, pretty criminal sounding name for some reason i don't know anyways let's uh let's move on to our second selection here um take a listen to this this is captain beefart and his magic band clear spot i have to run so far to find a clear spot Okay, so the category here is psychedelia. Now, I understand, uh, you know, this is Captain's seventh album, um, October 72, but I love this album to death. I love his 70s stuff more than his 60s stuff. But in the 60s, he is squarely in... He's squarely in that whole psychedelic thing, especially with sort of maybe, uh, I would say... 
more so with uh, with song titles and lyrics because uh, the music was was kind of bluesy at times. But I didn't really want to play any psych to represent psych, honestly. And I I find this even more subversive psych than anything. But yeah, love Captain Beefheart. Recommend going to play this uh, Clear Spot album. It's considered kind of kind of his you know one of his best. Um, Anyways, the idea here is that we're moving into a rock and roll era where, uh, you know, the youth are try- are, are um, upsetting the parents and the establishment. Hello, Pantheon Podcast listeners. Christian Swain here to tell you more about my experience with Raycon earbuds. Our family now has three pairs of Raycon earbuds around the house. And my wife just grabbed a pair of the headphone pros to replace some headphones from a company that was double the price. And yes, she loves them. Now, if you haven't pulled the trigger on a pair of Raycons, or even if you have, but you're in the market for another pair because they're just that good, well, now is the time to check them out because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds, now you also get active noise cancellation, ergonomic design, and multi-point connectivity that lets you pair with two devices at once. New quick charge function, three customizable sound styles, plus awareness mode. Available in a variety of vibrant new colors to complement any and all skin tones. I even have a pair of earbuds in a cool green color. I have tried just about every earbud known to humankind, and these Raycons are fantastic. Seriously, if you've been wanting to check out Raycons, there truly is no better time. You're going to ask yourself why you didn't check them out sooner, and Raycon offers a 30-day happiness guarantee. So, what are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash pantheon today to get 20% off your Raycon order, plus free shipping. That's right, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Buyraycon.com slash pantheon. Hey folks, Stefan Shirazi and Renee Richardson here from the Metallica Report. And we are proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, where the best of music and podcasts unite. We've got something pretty cool for you. We're giving away an exclusive Metallica merch package worth over $250. That's a whole lot of scary guys, skulls, M72, and other sought-after Metallica swag. And we've made it easy for you to win. Follow and share the Metallica Report, and you're in the game. Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win. And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package. And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S. You know, in in political ways, the Vietnam War, all that stuff, the hippie generation. But essentially what they're saying with psych is that, hey, look, Ma, I'm taking acid, right? That whole idea. Like like these are the the exploded, uh, you know, absurdist band names. So you've got things like um, Ultimate Spinach, Pink Floyd, um, the Chocolate Watch Band, uh, the mystery trend, the lemon drops, See, even even the lemon drops. You think, okay, well, there's a little little kind of Motown. It's kind of sweet and all that kind of stuff. But but you know, you know, there's there's a little bit of uh, you know, you're thinking acid there, dropping acid. The open mind, Wimple Winch, the fairy tale, the mirage, kaleidoscope, Tinkerbell's fairy dust, the glass menagerie, velvet fog. Uh, so. Here you're you're starting to see a little bit of and and yeah I guess you saw this with the Beatles as well but Velvet Fog is spelt with two T's and two G's so you know the other way that um, that bands annoy the establishment 
is misspellings and we're going to see that throughout this episode as well um so it's it's a little bit like uh well, I guess I didn't learn anything at school, did I, mom? You know, kind of thing. It's like uh, I, I was I was smoking cigarettes uh, behind the, the backstop when I was supposed to be in class sort of thing. I didn't know how, learn how to spell, right? Um, Dantalion's Chariot, the Lollipop Shop, uh, the Elastic Band. So the Elastic Band is spelt with a, with a K as well, right? Um, let's see, who else do we got here? Um you know the Mojo Man, the Third Rail, Sagittarius. So, so you're you're starting to see some, um, you know, astrology stuff in here as well. The Naz, you know, what is the Naz? It's it's you know, and it's got two two Zs on it, two Zs. The Magic Mushrooms, there's going right in. The Human Beings. Uh, so there you got beings with a with a Z, no no G in it, right? So it's so there's definitely this idea of. Uh, I'm I'm completely on an acid trip here. I'm seeing kaleidoscopic uh, psychedelic colors. Uh, the band names are getting long. That's something we're gonna see in this episode as well. The long band name thing ticking people off. But yeah, so so uh, obviously these bands are just saying, look at us, we're hippies, free love, all that stuff, long hair, our crazy clothes, and we've got these crazy band names. And uh, and so we're we're going to use the the real estate of the band name. Uh, along with everything else to uh, to tick off the elders kind of thing. All right, this episode of History in Five Songs with Martin Popoff is sponsored by BetterHelp. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help, or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And special offer to History and Five Songs with Martin Popoff listeners. You get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash five songs. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash five songs. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. That's funny. I'm I'm looking around at my, you know, props here. I mean, I've I've got notes that I do, but uh, but it's like I pulled out my my Nuggets and Nuggets two box set and my what is this one called? The Rubble Collection. Uh, but you know, it's got the band names on it, and I could rattle off band names from this, but the type is so small. I'm, it's getting really hard for me to be able to read this stuff. But yeah, it's funny these these Nuggets. I love these box sets. I love the explanations of all the little bands. But but they're they're you know all of this interestingly enough is is a combination of garage and psych and whatever you know and and fascinatingly more than anything i think with these uh you know the the transition from garage to psych so you get these bands you you really get to see um the birth of psych from garage over the course of those things um all right let's move on to our next selection here take a listen to this this is the sex pistols with bodies
Okay, as you might have guessed, our category here is punk. So, uh, just like Psych, but in a totally different way, um, punk bands were absolutely trying to tick off uh, the establishment, the political establishment, the economic establishment. You think in Britain of the, uh, you know, the guy with the bowler hat and the and the umbrella walking down the street, right? Um, and then you think of punk clothing, you know, really trying to look ugly on purpose. Uh, you know, the ripped clothes, the safety pins, the, uh, you know, the 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 weird chaotic makeup, the uh, the spiky hair. Um, so punk bands definitely did this, and I thought, why not go right to the top of the very best punk album of all time, the Sex Pistols album, and a good, super heavy song off of that album, Bodies. Um, but yeah, Sex Pistols is a, is a perfect sort of name. Uh, it's it's combining sex and violence together in this in this smash together that doesn't really make sense sort of thing. Um, but you know, you've got the the Buzzcocks to to, to keep it kind of in the same in the same ballpark there. Uh, Dead Boys. The Vibrators, um, The Clash, you know, The Clash, it, it's almost like you could tell that they were trying to uh, to stay a little bit aside of the fray and maybe be a little more political and, and maybe have a little bit of compromise to, to actually, you know, make it out there in the world and be a bigger band. Uh, and then we're back to The Damned, um, The Dictators, Talking Heads, eh, yeah, I guess that one's not too subversive, The Germs, uh, The Diodes, Generation X. X itself, right? DOA, Subhumans. There's a couple of fine Vancouver bands. Boomtown Rats. So, you know, basically the idea that that we are, you know, these punk are vermins. They're living in squats. They're hanging out on the street, you know. Um, so that kind of makes sense as well. Adverts. France had stinky toys. Um, so there's a lot of these bands as well. Let's see. I have a bit of a bit of a list here as well. What else do we got here? Um, yeah, you think of uh, Circle Jerks, Christian Death, uh, Charge GBH, just kind of looking on a computer now, cheating a little, Dead Kennedys, I mean, what can be more subversive than that, right? Um, Eater, yeah, that was a cool one, I remember that album, Eater, the album, the, the, the young kids, uh, The Fast, The Fall, Flyboys, The Flies, right? Um, you know, which goes with your rats situation, right? Just the jerks, um, the kids, the lurkers, London SS. So there you go, London SS, right? Um, you know, combining with the whole the whole um, Nazi thing in there as well. And and so that one's kind of like Dead Kennedys, right? You're you're trying to really get a rise out of people. So uh, so it absolutely fits this annoying band name thing, the history of annoying band names. As we go through, uh, what did we do here? We kind of did the '60s, the late '60s. Now we're into sort of 1977 with this. I wanted to keep it pretty focused. Um, but yeah, Poison Girls. Uh, boy, what else do we got here? The replacements, radiators from space, runaways. Okay, I'm I'm losing the plot a little bit here. Skids, Sham sixty nine, screamers, scars. Okay, so you you get the drift, right? So punk is definitely like that as well. Um, okay, let's move on to our fourth selection here. Take a listen to this for a completely different thing than the Sex Pistols. This is Rat with You're in Love.
Okay, so the category here is hair metal. And I've always had this opinion as well that that hair metal tried to be subversive as well and tried to tick off uh, the elders, right? Um, so rat uh, falls into this category we mentioned earlier of misspellings. So it's rat with two Ts and plus it's rat, street rat, you know, all that kind of thing as well. So it's, it's a little bit punky and subversive that way. But it's got a misspelling, you know, along the misspelling line. You've got the likes of Motley Crue, and Motley Crue does the annoying thing. You know, we, we could have a whole thing on umlauts, right? Queens, right? Blue Oyster Cult, Amundul. Um, but uh, but Motley Crue gives you an umlaut and a Motley. So Motley, you know, you know that's subversive itself. And then they spell Crue wrong, right? With a with a U E at the end. Slick Toxic, a band for some reason I've talked about for the last few episodes. Um, they spell Slick and Toxic wrong in that one, right? And and a lot of this comes from Slick. Right, so Slade was being subversive with these song titles uh, that they had, where they threw in all this this bad spelling. And again, I think the idea is almost like poking fun at your education system, saying, "Well, you didn't do a very good job with me, did you?" Kind of thing, right? Um, Sleaze bees. So we 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 bring out the Zs, we bring out the Xs, licks, right? Uh, we've got Kick Tracy. Um, so yeah, there's, there's the idea of, of having like androgyny in here and bringing girls names into this as well, but kick Tracy, both of those are spelt wrong. We've got kick axe, we've got kicks. So K I X, right? King Cobra. <laughs> so, you know, you get a lot of K's instead of C's. Uh, so you get King Cobra spelt with a K. You get Crocus spelt wrong. Um, we've got Jackal spelt wrong. Um, we've got acronyms, things like WASP, you know, uh, you know, W dot A dot S dot P dot. Um, Steeler, Nitro, um, Danger, Danger. You get the repetitive thing. You know, that annoys people as well. That goes back to the repetitiveness of of glam song titles from the Chapman Chin era and stuff like that. DAD is like that. You got the Black and Blues and uh, and Guns and Roses. So you've got the N apostrophe. And then you always, if you're a writer, you have to always remind yourself, which one is apostrophe N apostrophe and which one is N apostrophe and uh, which one is capital N and all that. So that's always uh, annoying as well. Um, yeah, Mick Phelan makes a note. He says, we confounded uh, we confounded mom and dad by liking bands that looked like girls. It was androgynous yet misogynistic, talking about getting all smooth up in you and what are these bands? What does it mean? At least our glam had music with depth and soul. See Bowie. What is this noisy yet wimpy music? Kind of interesting, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, um, it, that that all goes along with it. Aligns with with having these, uh, you know, these these stupid subversive band names. It's it's surprising. In in my sort of quick research on this, I didn't really. Um, I I thought there'd be tons and tons of uh, of uh, you know double X's and uh, triple X's and uh, and uh, and Z bands. But you know, the funny thing is, if you think about it. So I'm I'm picturing all that in my mind, but the funny thing is I'm I'm picturing it from almost like local newspaper and entertainment ads, which tells you one thing. It's like the bands with the dumbest names didn't even make it that big, right? So so almost the point is uh, by that point, it's getting derivative. You're not going to make it. You're not going to get a record deal. So I, I can picture in my head all these local bands with lots of Zs and Xs in their names, but but there's not a lot of the super big famous bands that way. So what does that tell you about when, it, when a genre is uh, sort of... Uh, 
dying dying out sort of thing. Uh, and on that note, let's play As I Lay Dying, shall we, for our fifth selection. Um, take a listen to this. This is As I Lay Dying with Within Destruction. Okay, so this is from An Ocean Between Us, August 21st, 2007. It's the band's fourth album. What do you think the category is here? Uh, Bands that have annoying band names because they're super long band names uh, and they're a mix of phrases, sentences, subjective clauses, short, boring words, uh, three or four words together that don't make any sense. Um, so there's lots and lots of that in this one. Um, let me just see, uh, where's my list here? Okay, so so, <laughs> so the idea here, you know, and, and there's no real genre that this attaches it to, but there is a lot of emo metal or emo, just emo. There's a lot of totally heavy metal, like, you know, as you heard, As I Lay Dying is a pretty uncompromisingly heavy band. Um, and there's a lot of just straight uh, alternative rock stuff too. Um, yeah, Derek Tomey makes a good point. Um, you know, he he brings up when I I asked him a couple things. Between the Buried and Me is a band name, and he says, "Not sure if you knew this, but Between the Buried and Me took their name from the song Ghost Train by Counting Crows, where it goes, I, I wrote a ladder that climbs across the nation, fifty million feet of earth between the buried and me." Um, Derek also adds uh, band names like um, uh, Metal Up. Met- Metalocalypse, Deathlock, uh, the Tony Danza tap dance extravaganza. We butter the bread with butter. Dillinger Escape Plan, uh, the County Medical Examiners. Success will write Apocalypse across the sky. A different breed of killer through the eyes of the dead. With blood comes cleansing. Yeah, so there's there's, there's a lot of these that are these metal bands that use these violent words all smushed up together, right? Um, and yeah, I just, I can't stand these band names. So so now, you know, what are these guys doing? Are they annoying uh, the elders? Or are they annoying old metalheads like me, right? It's almost like now the elders are the guys who grew up on New Wave of British Heavy Metal and Thrash and 70s stuff. And these, and these younger metal bands are saying, we're taking it back. We're creating our own language that you don't understand. We're speaking in dog whistles. You know, literally the, the definition of the whole dog whistle thing is we're speaking in a frequency you elders don't understand. But maybe they're just speaking in a frequency that, that metalheads 15, 20 years older than them don't understand. Oh, you don't get it why we feel this way or we think this way but the the thing that really bothers me about this these names right we've got band names that start with words like through with as uh very annoying right um and one of these that always bothered me that that is you know personifies this this uh this hatred for these names death from above 1979 like like when you get them really sort of nonsensical sounding um and on the computer here is a bit of a cheat i've got uh, a list of what what do they call this so there's a list <laughs> i found called emo and post-hardcore bands with ridiculously long band names um so i'll rattle off a few of these ace enders and a million different people 
and none of them knew they were robots. And you will know us by the trail of dead. So what is worse than starting a band name with with, as, or through? Starting with an ellipsis. Oh, man, that is annoying. Um, you know, typing this stuff out in these band names, it's like, I swear, as I've said in past episodes, Wasp doesn't get talked about very much in print because it's annoying spelling their name. And, and think how annoying it is doing a band name that starts with an ellipses and an and, right? Um, congratulations on your decision to become a pilot. Empire, Empire. Oh, yeah. When you get when you get repeats and exclamation marks and ellipses. I was a lonely estate ellipses. Uh, close ellipse or whatever. Fear before the march. I can make a mess uh, like nobody's business. I would set myself on fire for you. My America is watching tigers die. Wow. Uh, the newfound interest in Connecticut. Um, I haven't even heard of most of these. But you, you get the drift. So, um, yeah, uh, uh Let's see what else did we have. I I think that's all we had for this one essentially. But so so yeah, that's this has always been a funny one for me. And yeah, the the funny thing about Death from Above 1979, sometimes it seems like the longer the band names get, the shorter the uh, the list of number of members in the band is. And this is a duo, right? Um, so man, how annoying is it when a duo has a super long band name, right? Um, so there you go. Those are our um, those are our categories for today. I could have done a lot more on this. I'm just going to rattle through a, a few other ones that I considered doing. But grunge was one I considered doing as a genre with annoying uh, band names. Um, and Mick mentions, um, you know, I, I could have made my own list of these off the top of my head. But uh, it's cool that he did this. Thank you, Mick. Uh, Will, Willard. Uh, Tad, Paw, Grunt Truck, Bush, Failure. My 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 sort of uh, instruction to him, or or my idea with grunge is that grunge has a lot of these. Uh, you know, they're famous for having these one word song titles, but they also have these one word, boring word, deflated word, depressing word band names too, right? I think of um, oh, Fluid, Swallow, you know, um, and so, and and yeah. So so also uh, grunge does this thing where they schmush words together. So you have mud honey, grunt truck, right? Um, Brad, ween, pavement. Um, let's see, what does Mick say here? The names are the opposite of hair metal. So bland, nondescript. But this worried our parents even more. How long have my kids sunk? How low have my kids sunk? They connect connect with a band called Failure. Nice one. Uh, could there be anything more soulless than X as, as, uh, as generic as Brad, right? Um so yeah, uh, I worry about how dull my poor Dullard has become with his favorite band, uh, Willard. Uh, I prefer when his older sister liked Faster Pussycat. At least they sounded fun and reminded me of that cool movie. So yeah, uh, Grunge was one I was going to include. Um, you know, you could go down the rabbit hole of just generally, you know, universal, and you could see lots of lists on this and have a laugh of just really bad band names, period. Um, here's another funny thing I found out in researching this episode. I didn't find that the new wave of British heavy metal or prog particularly tried to annoy with their band names. Couldn't find too many annoying band names there, really. Um, now, we know, again, I, I could have gone death metal, um, you know, grindcore and all that, so we could go down the, the violent, dismembering bodies band names. There's lots and lots of those out there in the world. Um, that was a little obvious. Um, you know, another one that I could have done, uh, so this is kind of interesting, but I, I just didn't particularly want to play a, a bunch of, uh, you know, pop music on the show. But um, where is my uh, where is my thing here? So so um, I've always felt that um, it starts with uh, with early rap 
um, and you know, rap, hip hop into pop. You know, now pop is a is a, a big amalgam of all this stuff. But I've always thought, and and I really noticed this when I had to transcribe so many of those um, interviews for. Um, for uh, hip hop evolution, for for banger films, right? There are so many, um, so many of those names that you, that you would ask big fans of those bands, they wouldn't have a clue how to get it right. They'd make errors all over the place, dashes and periods and capitalizations, and how does this one spell Lil, right? And, you know, to, total like you know things like that, right? Um, but uh, and these long, long names: Spoonie G and the Treacherous Three, Grandmaster Flash and the Curious Five, A Tribe Called Quest, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I mean, how many of you know know how to spell Run DMC properly, right? Um, you know, constantly. And I do this when I write books on any bands. But it was really like this with the rappers. I spent a lot of time looking up their albums and looking, staring at the album covers and realizing half the time they don't even get it consistent, right? And so then you have to make a judgment call on a lot of these, right? Um, but I think this really goes into a modern day pop too, where um, part of the problem with band names is it's two people collaborating and they don't even collaborate on a whole album. So, so you know, forget about trying to figure out what Drake and 21 Savage is or David Guetta and B.B. Rexha and Sam Smith and Kim Petras. Is it a band name? I mean, is it even a band, right? Um, how, how many songs did they do together, right? Um, but yeah, just going through, so I'm, so I'm cheating now and just looking at a, at, at a chart of the top 100 songs. Lil Uzi Vert, uh, Bizza Rap and Shakira. Um, Beyonce, you got, you got single, single names of bands. You've got your long, complicated names, Metro Boomin featuring Future and Chris Brown, Ray and 070 Shake, um, Post Malone and Doja Cat, uh, SZA, which I guess is SZA or something like that, right? (laughs) Uh, where's our Regida ex Gruppo Frontera? Um, so... Um, you know, I could go on and on. I think you know what I mean. Um, it's a mix of, of various things that are, are annoying in the naming of these things. But the, the theme that goes all the way back to the Beatles and garage rock is um, we're, we're, we're coming up with, we don't want this to be easy. It's almost like a black metal logo, right? We don't want this to be easy. We want to filter out the people who don't want to work at this. We want to filter out the squares, the adults. Um, and, uh, you know, we don't, we don't care, you know, we're too cool to care about having an easy band name. We want you to work for this stuff. Um, you know, one Republic, uh, you know, with a smush together with a capital R on Republic, right? Um, what else we got? Uh, what is that? Trippy Red and Juice World, where world apparently is all caps with no R in it, just like weekend, right? You know, very annoying, right? Um. So yeah, it, it, the theme is the same throughout all of this stuff. It, it's basically, um, we want to come up with a, a new language. We don't want to use your square, traditional, formal language. Uh, you know, it's just kind of like texting, right? Um, the, the, same, the same thing's going on there. Texting is almost like kids' version of band names in uh, putting sentences together, right? Um, so yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see, what else did I want to? Be? Oh yeah, um, super. Yeah. Again, I, I could do whole episodes on this, but I had some notes like super dull names: live, electronic, the music, the cars, the police, the band. Um, lots of misspellings. Misspellings again is a is a little code out there to everybody that we're being tra- uh, you know transgressive. But that again goes through all these genres as well. Um, 
let's let's leave it at that for today and maybe i do have some more episodes in this so uh so hope you like that if you like this show and want to support future episodes please go to kofi rhymes with no fee.com kofi slash martin popoff uh that's k-o dash f-i um and hit the red support button and buy me a coffee or a pint um Oh, it looks I I forgot to put to put together my list for this week. Uh, that's one of the things I do as putting together my notes. Uh, so uh, yeah, there were a few names there. I will. Uh, sorry about that. I will. I will uh, definitely uh, make sure I mention everybody uh, last week, uh, next week, like I usually do. Um, and in terms of the, um, in terms of books and stuff like that, uh, the recent sort of hubbubs are about three things it's the uh the putting the flaming telepaths book back in print putting the merciful fate book back in print and uh and the pink floyd dark side of the moon 50 uh years uh dark side of the moon 50 years i think that's all it's called yes yeah, kind of kind of got this sort of formal title i didn't really come up with it um but uh but you know i, I guess it's too many words to to come out try to come up with something fancy but uh there you go pink floyd was uh it was in this episode right so uh so pink and Floyd and putting that together and it's like what is this kind of thing so that's a that's one of these psychedelic sort of things but uh, there you go uh, go play some of this stuff what did we have in here don't go don't go play that Rolling Stones album that was kind of kind of crap but um, go play the Captain Beefheart album man go go play that Clear Spot album check it out let me know what you think we've got the Facebook of course. Um, let me know if you have any opinions, uh, any other opinions on the sociology, anthropology of uh, of why uh, people like to have uh, these band names that tick off the establishment. Thanks very much. Bye for now. Find all of our shows, notes, social, and links at www.pantheonpodcast.com or wherever you listen to great podcasts. All songs can be found for purchase on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Please purchase these great and important tracks. Find us on Facebook at the RNRAP. We are on Instagram at RNR Archaeology. Tweet us at RNR Archaeology. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.